Extreme Vocabulary is not your typical word of the day podcast. On Extreme Vocabulary, we contextualize words in terms of their etymology, aesthetics, politics, and aesthetics. I I never said aesthetics. Oh, history. <laughs> history. <laughs> Wait, didn't you say history? In other words, we look at the culture behind words. And we're in phase two of the podcast, um, and we're all here. Boom. We've got Abe. Hi. Eric. Hello. And Efren. Greetings. It's good to have you guys um, all sitting around the table. And thanks for coming today and teaching me a little something every time I talk to you. It is you who is the teacher of us. It is I who am the learner of you. Just, I, I am your pupil of all three at once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hanging around for the free Thai food. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's another thing that happens on the show. We get Thai food. But um, today, as usual, Abe did the research for today's word. And uh, Efren did a little literary research. And the rest of us did not. Today's word... Adventure. Um, how are y'all doing, by the way? Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Doing uh, good. Hard to complain. It's good to see you. We had a couple. We had a recording session without you last time. Yeah, it's good to be. It back. was. It was quite the disaster without. <laughs> it was. It was rough. I I was forced to do the research and woof. Oh, oh you well, did a great job. I think Aaron did a great yeah, job. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure you did. Um, I'm just glad to be back doing this actually more than anything. I just needed to get back to work. Yeah. Uh, after, uh, yeah. And well, it's nice to get out of the house. Yeah, that too. Into somebody else's house who doesn't leave very often. <laughs> <laughs> Are these all metaphors? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're all speaking allegorically or something. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's just jump into it. So our word today is adventure. Um, I'm really glad you chose this word because I did not research it. <laughs> okay. You re- what was the word you researched? Edict. Edict. Oh, right. You were telling me about that. I, I'm not supposed to do research, so I'm glad you didn't choose it. Oh, okay. Well, I, I think uh, you guys probably have a lot to say about this. I mean, all I do is pretty much just bring up like the etymological stuff and, you know, and then we can have at it and see oh, what you guys do. That's all you do, eh? That is all I do. I'm so sure. <laughs> if you want a quick little anecdote, I used to always think of Ventura Boulevard. When I was little, I, I always saw it and I said, Adventure Boulevard, before I could like fully read. It's, oh. Yeah, it's pretty much the same word, actually. Yeah. Um, all right, so let me just get to it. So, okay, so our word today is adventure. Um, it's at least a word that dates back to the Middle Ages and is from an old French, uh, which means wander, travel, seek adventure, to happen by chance. Um, but the definition that I really like the most, um, and in which I think I kind of want to focus on a little bit, is to to risk the loss of something. Um, so that an adventure, you know, the way we think about it today, um, you know, we think about it as like this, uh, like mountain climbing or hiking or like, you know, whatever, you know, like this uh, exercise kind of thing. Like a Valtrex commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll get to the, the commercialization of adventure later, right? But 
um, like this old definition is really, you know, to risk the loss of something, you know. And I think specifically in the Middle Ages, it really meant to risk your own life, right? To, to risk losing your own life. Um, so uh, adventure like, has come to mean a few other things, you know. Um, it, it sort of means something like chance or accident, um, some occurrence or event or a happening or something about to happen or something about to come, um, you know, which is really what, like, it means, right? Advenire, right? Um, from the Latin, which means to come to something. Um, so the definition that I'll give it for today is really to risk your life or your wealth or property in some kind of perilous undertaking for a chance at some kind of, like, marvelous occurrence in one's life or in your life. And that's sort of like what we'll, what we'll work with today. But what do you guys, what have, like when you think of adventure, what is it that you're thinking about? Mountains always <laughs> fit into the adventure. It's a, maybe it's the German in me. It's a German story. There's always a mountain. Mountain's a good one because it's like you could always die on a mountain mm-hmm. or something. Or, or fall down the mountain. Fall down the mountain, get lost on the mountain. That happened. Eaten by a bear. In San Gabriel last yeah. year or so. Easy. You can break a leg. <laughs> yeah, you can break a leg. Um, so you can that's get a, a concussion. One. You can get a concussion, definitely. Are there adventures where there's no risk, I wonder? That's actually what I wanted to like bring up, which is like adventures. <laughs> I think you've all heard me probably rant at least once about my pet peeve about people being like, Adventures at the Glendale Galleria, and then they post it on Facebook. It's like that's not an adventure. <laughs> there's a day trip. Well, maybe actually, maybe the Glendale Galleria is, but there's other examples that are much better. Like maybe the Sanitino Mall. It's like adventures in this, or adventures at the Swamp Meet, or something. Adventures right. in finding parking. Yeah, like everything is an adventure now in the way it's portrayed on social media, right? Everyone uses that tag, you know? Mm-hmm. I used to call it a mission when we were younger. It's like we're not. Let's go on an adventure, you know? Let's go have fun. It's like let's go on a mish. A mish. A mish. Usually it was to procure drugs or alcohol. And then the adventure would begin shortly thereafter. (laughs) Yeah, I think, uh, like, adventure has lost a lot of the risk, actually. That's, like, what we've done with our culture is... um, And that's actually the thing I wanted to point out more than anything is that, like, um, adventure has become safe, you know? So if you actually, like, want to do something like, I don't know, paragliding or whatever, you know... They have all these safety procedures for you to follow so that you won't die, you know? But you still could. Right. So, like, the, I think, like, the real adventure was, like, the person who first maybe, like, invented the paraglider and was trying it out to see if it worked, right? Like, that person was really risking their life, you know? But, like, all the rest of us are just kind of, like, uh, we have all these safety nets around us, you know? So that things have stopped being an adventure more than anything. Well... People have gone everywhere. I think uh, almost everywhere we put our feet down as a as a species. I was watching the other day though about the people first trying to get to the North Pole, mm-hmm. and they were they would they they would like live um, you know in the Arctic Circle, which was an adventure in itself. Mm-hmm. And then when they got close <clears throat> enough to the North Pole, their only way of conceiving how to do it was to get in an air balloon, in a hot air balloon, and hope the wind took them over the North Pole. And sometimes it didn't, and they would die in 
just in the North Pole somewhere. Some some of them would live for a few months, but um, they would just be, you know, off the grid at that point and uh, have a limited supply of whatever they were doing. That was an adventure, maybe, <laughs> maybe too too adventurous. To enter to the gates of Hades. Too adventurous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now that's an adventure. Yeah, it's a. Uh, well, yeah. I, I, again, the point is like um, that an adventure means you're risking something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've we've kind of lost that. I think part of because of what you're saying, Josh, is that like we've we've put pretty much put foot everywhere on the earth already, right? And um, the frontier is closed. So <laughs> there's like no more adventure because everything has been discovered. Oh, I, 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 Hera would disagree. Uh, Alaska <laughs> is the last frontier. I think it still remains the last frontier, but maybe not so more. I used to, uh, sometimes when I'm like driving to Vegas or something like that, and you see all these like open lands and open fields, I kind of wonder like if I walked off the freeway in one direction, could I put my foot somewhere that no man has ever put his foot before? Just that one foot hmm. space, you know. You're talking about the deep in the Mojave somewhere? Yeah, I guess, you know. I just think it's here. Somewhere. Do you want me? And that's our cue. Speaking of adventure. Hey, how are you doing? Oh. What, uh, was this, is it William Pay Cash or is it? Is I already paid uh, with card, yeah. You paid with card? Okay. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Let me pay my friend. Let's see what's going on here. Alright, great. Cool. There you go. This is all being recorded. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> this is where your editing skills come into play. Yeah. Okay, start all over. Oh, that's his pen, I think. I remember everything you said. Every single word. Exactly. Hey. We're going to repeat it. Do you need a copy of the receipt? Oh, no, that's okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You know, when I was going to Vegas for uh, Harry's bachelor party, our, our bus, our Greyhound bus, broke down on the side of the desert. Oh, oh yeah, I'll take Greyhound. And we were stranded for uh, about... Six hours, and that was an adventure. People were going thirsty and shit, and there was old, late, old, like there were elderly people there. It was a real thing. Oh, you have to. Could you tell that story again on the on the mic? Oh, I thought it was. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Is it recording? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I was I was going to uh, to Harry's bachelor party, uh, I took a Greyhound bus to try to save money. Yeah. And that was a big mistake because yeah. the bus broke down on the side of the desert, mm. and. Um, we were stranded there for six hours. And here's the funny part is that that was an adventure because even the, the the bus driver was like, we gotta get to a rest stop, we gotta get to a rest stop. And then so the bus was like, like for like, my, like, like miles. Yeah. And then he turned into the rest stop, the rest stop was closed, the bathrooms were locked. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were there for six hours. Uh, there were elderly people. It got pretty real because they sent a bus to like replace us to, I mean, to like a replacement bus, mm-hmm. but that bus got caught in a fire that was on the freeway <laughs> and didn't get to us for another three and a half hours after. So we were all there for six hours. Wow. You know, I want to challenge that as an adventure <laughs> because, uh, 
Shouldn't an adventure have some sense of discovery, not just straight up danger? You know, I think that's more of a catastrophe. Well, I did discover that I had a growler of IPA in my bag and I took it out and I became a hero. Oh, okay. So if you can become a hero, it's kind of an adventure. I guess every catastrophe has the potential to become an adventure of discovery. Yeah. And, and every adventure of discovery has a potential to be a catastrophe. Catastrophe. And to create a hero. Yeah. Like even just going to Glendale. You could get in a car accident or... Uh, get stuck at the gallery. Or get... Yeah, sometimes people whip out their guns in public areas. Well, I mean, I think... Yeah, so it's not just like the, the danger you're in, right? But that... There has to be like some kind of, again, like some, uh, how did I phrase it? Some marvelous occurrence that occurs because of the undertaking, right? Epiphany? Not, it can be an epiphany, I suppose, right? You can learn something like, okay, so like all the, I'm sorry, I'm going to talk literature, of course. So like all the, uh, like another word for adventure is like romance, right? So if you're thinking about like medieval literature, you know, about like knights um, going on adventures, right? Like, the whole point was that they would make some kind of discovery, right? And sometimes it was about themselves. So, like, uh, um, you know, like, the knight ultimately faces his enemy, right? And engages him in a duel, and he defeats his enemy, but then he removes the, the enemy's helmet, right? Once the enemy's, like, dying on the floor, he removes his helmet to speak to him. And when he sees him, he, he, he gets his enemy's name, hears his story, and then, like, he discovers that his enemy was just exactly like him. That he, his enemy was a knight who was on this quest to, like, do this, like, great deed, you know, and they ended up having to confront each other. So, like, the, knight disc- the knight's discovery in his adventure is that he himself is um, the enemy that's dying on the floor and that that might be his own like end also right that he mm. might um meet his own death at the hand of someone else or something like that so that okay so yeah so there's like all the danger part but then there's something also that you can gain from that adventure right if you if you manage to survive it otherwise it just becomes like a tragedy or an accident right? but what if death is an adventure you know <laughs> the last adventure the final adventure of life. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's on the other side. <laughs> don't you go into like a dream state as you're dying? Like you release these. Well, I do. <laughs> oh, when was the last time you died? How was that? How did that go? <laughs> well, last yeah, I night I. Uh, well, I woke up just in time. I was oh, okay. Time. okay. <laughs> yeah. But no, I heard that too. That um, well, that right when you're dying, all your like. Uh, all the chemicals get released in your brain and it creates like this hallucinogenic state, I guess, or... Like a serotonin dump combined with visions? Yeah, as powerful as like the reality is around you, your mind is constructing that reality based on information. So it's like got these this sort of, uh, these building blocks of reality. And if it just dumps these building blocks without any sensory input, then your imagination just creates it like in a dream, right? mm-hmm. or just uh, forms the forms the environment. Mm-hmm. The question is, how long does it feel like you're there? I think. 
That's the big question because yeah. some say it could feel like a whole other lifetime. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, what is that called again? <clears throat> the the thing that your pineal gland is it the pineal gland that releases that your, that your chemical? What's that chemical called again? Oh. Um, oh. Is it D? No, it's DMT. Not D- dopamine. Well, it's the dopamine. same chemical that's in DMT that that's you release it. when you're dying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. A happy drug inside <laughs> us. <laughs> Oxytocin. Yeah. Oxytocin. 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 Yeah. There we go. Is that it? I don't know. Yeah, it is. Well, I think the '60s definitely talked about like drug use and you know, psychedelic experiences as some kind of adventure, right? Mm-hmm. That you would be out in like the desert taking the drug or whatever, and then you would experience this like sublime or grandiose thing that's also kind of frightening in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shock and all of the sublime. Yeah, and then you're, it's supposed to be like some kind of journey of self-discovery or whatever, right? Yeah, and like the door, when the doors went to the desert, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> and then, uh, who, who was it, Dinsmore, the, the, um, the drummer Dinsmore? Oh, man, I think I'm fucked up. I'm not thinking right. <laughs> yeah, the doors of perception, right? I mean, that comes from uh, a lot of indigenous spiritual traditions, right? Mm-hmm. The vision quest. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, that's so you get the peyote and other stuff, and then you go off into the desert for mm-hmm. two days. Well, there's the ayahuasca. That's more of a South American thing, mm-hmm. though, right? Yeah. Would you ever try ayahuasca? Would you go yeah. on that adventure? Ooh. If you do it, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I was there. I can't do anything anymore. Yeah, you, just, you, uh, you stay away. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm done with all that. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got a certain medication that will work for you, and that's all. Okay? <laughs> just that one. All right. Enough of this. <laughs> enough of this talk. Yeah, seriously. Um, we're going to go to break, and then we're going to come back uh, with literature that features today's word. Uh, we'll be right back. on Extreme Vocabulary, we'd like to feature a piece of literature that uses our word of the day. Um, hey, where's Zephyrin? Where did he go? Um, I see him in front of me. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's right there. Oh, okay. What's he holding? Uh, it says Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, Efren. That's, that's what it says, Efren? That's exactly what it All says. Right. Where are? Okay, hang on. I have to walk around this bush. Oh, there you guys are. Okay. Um, Wait, what were we? <laughs> anyways. Oh, excuse me, guys. I'm just parachuting in. Oh. <laughs> oh, easy, smooth landing. Glad you can once. make it, Aaron. Yeah. I was in the 82nd Airborne in my past life, I guess. Now I can't see anything again because this parachute's all over me. <laughs> oh, okay, hang on a sec.
All right, go on, go on without me, guys. Find my way out of this. All right. Um, F. Yes. What is that book you're holding? <laughs> I'm holding 1885's Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain. The Adventures? The, the Mark Twain? <laughs> yeah, the, the Mark Twain, and it's just adventures without the. Oh, okay. Well, I'm curious about that. When do we see the, and then why does this one not have adventures? And is it based on the publisher, or what? I think it's supposed to be adventures without the the. Mm-hmm. That's what he intended. But I think some people publish it or even say it with the. The Adventures of Huck Finn. Yeah, yeah. That's how I've always heard it. Even like the move, the, the horrible movie that they made in the 90s, The Adventures of Huck Finn. Oh, the one with, what's his name? The, the, the guy from Lord of the Rings. Yes, he's, yes. He's the main, yeah, yeah. Frodo. Yeah, Frodo. I thought that movie was all right. Uh, yeah, it was, I was, yeah. it, Wait, it was a long time ago. Movie. It's, um, the, it's a Huckleberry Finn with, oh, um, okay. with Frodo, right? Yeah. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood, yeah. I remember his name. <laughs> Neat. Neat. Is there something you want to uh, discuss? Oh, I thought you were just going to jump into it already. <laughs> oh, you want me to jump into yeah, it? Yeah, just go. Okay. Yeah, oh, I thought mind. you had like a, a preface. No, no. I'll do it afterwards. Okay. Go ahead. Cool. Yeah, so, you know, Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, what, what is there that needs to be said about it? It's probably the most famous or top two or three most famous American novels. Hemingway once famously said that like all American literature sort of hits its apex at this at this novel. But today I have actually a passage from the end and it's I'm not going to ruin what happens in this novel because if you haven't read it you must read it. But basically everything Can I give a spoiler? Sure. He ends up painting a white fence and getting somebody else to do it for him. <laughs> oh shoot, wrong story. Wrong story. That's the other. This is totally off topic, but like once I uh, I asked somebody uh, what their favorite novel, what they think the greatest novel in American literature is, and he and he this is a really this is a really like you know um, like smart guy, literate guy. He's like, oh Tom Sawyer. I'm like, oh wow, that's a really interesting sort of like theory you know and so we started talking about it and he's like oh no 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 wait fuck I'm just gonna hug him right in yeah he's like they oh. always get complained yeah um, they were buddies though in the, in the text yeah so in this passage we're at the end we're at the very end of the novel chapter of the last and everything's been resolved and now Tom and Huck are trying to figure out what to do next like the, okay what you know what are we going to do now? We don't. We still don't want to be civilized, right? Which is part of the whole theme of the novel. And then it's described this way. And I'm quoting here. And then Tom, he talked along and talked along and says, let's all three, and this is including Jim, let's all three slide out of here one of these nights and get an outfit and go for howling adventures amongst the engines over in the territory for a couple of weeks or two. Mm. Right. So at the end of the novel is the occasion for the beginning of a new adventure. But I don't know what you guys think. There's something unsettling. I mean, yes, of course, the use of the word engines is a slur. Mm. Right. That's not the only slur you have in this book, obviously. And by right? territory, they actually mean air, uh, land that was put aside for land that today would be Kansas and Oklahoma, very likely. 
I think they mean like open territory because this is still 1840. It, even though it was written in 1885, it was like 1840s. So they mean like just sort of the open, in their minds, the open. Oh, the territory of the United States. Yeah, like the West. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's land that's inhabited by Native Americans, mm-hmm. but they think of it as open and free for the taking mm-hmm. or free for adventure. As or owned by like the United States. The frontier. Well, that it's not owned yet, actually, oh, okay. I think is the point. Because but it's a it's territory. Open, but it's somewhere where they could move yeah. into mm. and that the United States could acquire because their presences are there. And was this oh, this, was this time period after, this was after the Trail of Tears, right? Already the big relocation from the Carolinas and the East Coast to, you know, central Oklahoma and around that area. What year was the Trail of Tears? I don't remember. I'd have I to look th- it up. I think a Trail of Tears. Era. So then, yeah, they was, it this, was before this. this, yeah. before so, this yeah. so there was already a mass migration of, of natives coming there, and you know, they, hence Indian territory, in this case, yeah. Indian territory. I think maybe it's possible that, or maybe the point here in part is that it, here it, it's, it's adventure as kind of encroachment, right? Or colonialism in some way, right? Mm-hmm. Because like adventure here is like means one one group's ability to sort of just like make a an occasion out of somebody else's uh, land or somebody else's and sometimes somebody, somebody else's, else's culture somebody else's culture yeah I think yeah. is the right is the, the, the right way to say it you know and uh, the, there's a lot of violence implied but maybe not necessarily um, maybe not necessarily a part of Huckleberry Finn's plan but just because we think about this encroachment on the Indian territories and uh, what it's going to cause, how much death there's going to be in that, um, I wonder if violence. Do you feel like violence is a part of what Uncle Bear Finn's talking about? I don't know. I think I maybe a much. kind of mischief that can turn into some kind of violence, but I don't think Tom or Huck are specifically like thinking we're going to go out and commit violence. They're kids. Mm. But there's a certain type of violence, I think, implied in, in the type of adventure that they're thinking about, right? I think violence occurs around them as they're on their adventure. Yeah. So a lot violence, of is a part of the, River. violence is a part of the culture, and your culture is, you know, even as a kid, you don't realize it's, uh, you're not having a moral quandary or dilemma about, should I strike this person or not? It's just, well, that's what you do when you meet a, a varmint or something like that, right? Mm. It's just you re Re, um, repeat the platitudes, you know. Well, it's yeah. almost like yeah. Huck and Tom are going into this adventure with all the protection that being a white person would involve, would entail, right? So, mm. no matter what they do, <laughs> the other, the other people, the the Indians are always going to be at fault, right? Or whatever happens, Huckleberry, Huckleberry Finn and Tom are going to be protected under their law. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an so. Does that make it a non-adventure? <laughs> Interestingly, <laughs> because they, they've got their own safety lot. net there, a social yeah. safety net of like, hey, if they kill us, well, it could happen. But guess what? They're probably not going to do it because if they kill us, there's going to be a big mob coming. There will be genocide on yeah. their yeah. side. Yeah. What's yeah. yeah. well, funny? It just made me think of like how it happens today, where a lot of people from like more upper class areas, they're starting to like go into like really. Uh, working class areas and sort of like just explore, right? Have you heard about this? Let's like, kind of just like see, like, oh, yeah, slum, you know, slumming, right? Like, you know, like, I mean, literally, like, they'll, they'll take a weekend or a Saturday and they'll like drive up to like, you know, 
a particular neighborhood and they'll be they'll think of it as like exploring the city and like there is this connotation i think of adventure in what they're doing like we're gonna kind of go and see what's gonna happen here and eat at places we never would have eaten before and shop at places we never would have shopped so this still persists i guess is the point not to get too political about it but if there's a benign reading of that, it would be that <laughs> Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer just want to uh, understand the other culture. Yeah. Maybe experience it, understand it, maybe even become a part of it <laughs> at some point. Um, but even that is interesting to think about as an adventure. Like we're going to, like another culture is an adventure or something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, I think the fact that it's howling adventures suggests something like that. They kind of want to, unless they mean howling as if like, oh, this is going to be a howling good time, or do they literally mean the howling that's stereotypically associated with, with, with you know, revelry? With yeah, like I don't know. <clears throat> I was going to say that I thought so. I, I think you were saying that there's like that Huck Finn or Adventures of Huckleberry Finn is like one of three novels you said that are the quintessential yeah. american novels i was gonna say do you think the other two are Mo, uh, herman melville's moby moby dick and james fenimore cooper's leather stocking tales uh, because those two are also adventures one is an ocean adventure and the other one's the adventure in the woods which actually has a character that josh was mentioning you know kind of becomes or partially becomes like a native um so that i think that like the story of America is kind of, uh, uh, or I, uh, let me rephrase that. Ad- adventure stories are the story of America. Like, mm-hmm. especially if you think of it as colonialism, you know, like oh. that's the story of America. It's like mm-hmm. our best stories are the ones that are about adventure, you know, about like moving into, again, the frontiers, the unexplored areas. Um, and even like the Westerns, for example, like the Westerns are all about like moving into the frontier and bringing law and order to the savagery and the wilderness that exists out there, the lawlessness. There's a type of romance that they associate that with, you know, the lone and rugged individual in the West, you know, yeah. Tam- taming the, the savage and the, uh, and the land yeah. into his own, yeah. you know, godly purposes. Yeah, one staking their claim, right? One staking their claim out, making, making their, their sort of way into new territory, into like the West or whatever. Um, yeah, I think it's it's Moby Dick, uh, Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, and then and then the third one would be Great Gatsby, <laughs> Great Gatsby, which is like kind of about the failures, right, uh, of that era or something. But you gotta have some 20th century in there, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what is Leather Stocking Tale about? It sounds a little obscure. <laughs> um, okay, so if you would have said Mohicans, I would have been like the, oh, okay. the last of the Mohicans is part of that. There's oh. like three stories. I don't remember yeah, all of them. One of them is uh, do you, you're the 19th century yeah, person. Yeah, but I, 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 I admit I, I don't <laughs> remember the something Prairie. Yeah, and the last last of the Mohicans, and then some other one, and all mm-hmm. combined, they're known as the Leather Stocking mm-hmm. Tales. Um, mm-hmm. And it is okay. about like moving into the woods and the frontier and all that, yeah, and, right. and you know, like European immigrants making friends and enemies with with the native. Why do we have to limit three? Let's do a top five list there. <laughs> top well, five. I don't know which yeah. else I would include. Okay, but. so then we've got just really quickly. Okay, um, Huck Finn, Moby Dick, Fenimore Cooper. Um, what did I mention earlier? Oh, oh you mentioned Gatsby. 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 Okay, so Fitzgerald. 
And yeah, that's what the mm-hmm. Visible Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. I'll go. I'll go with that list. <laughs> Read that. Read them all. <laughs> okay, quick question is off topic. What is the fascination with Longfellow? Why do people like Longfellow, especially back in the day? You know, I, on the no, shores no, of Gitchigumi and the Witchy Wigwam. You know, and he's doing all these native terms, appropriating the way. Um, you know, it's like that's a good question. I can't answer it. Okay, I just want to throw it out there. Okay, questions. Is the West, the American tale of the West and adventure, uh, is it sort of a continuation of Rome? Hmm. Second question, where is our next adventure? <laughs> I can answer two, but do you want to do one first? Uh, I would say most people think of space as the next adventure, space. but I still think that final like, frontier. space still exists in our imagination, though. Like That's why we keep like writing stories about it, you know, mm-hmm. so like Star Trek, Star mm-hmm. Wars and all that. Right? Tons uh, of sci-fi yeah. you know, literature out there. But all of that still exists in our imagination simply because we, we really can't just go out into space the way that people were moving. Um, European immigrants were moving into like the Americas, you know, mm. like we can't do that. So unless we have like a large like flux of population moving into space, then that would automatically like make space the frontier. But I still think right now it's like closed but off. Really. It's, the, it's the untapped, it closed off, it can yeah. explore frontier. Yeah, yeah, largely it's closed explored, off. Yeah. Well, yeah. people are trying to do it now commercially, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We got SpaceX, we got, yeah. Well, until it becomes like... Uh, uh, what is it? Democratic enough, you know, that like mm. regular Joe can afford to do it or something like that, uh. or risk himself doing it, then, you know, I think it's still kind of close. But yeah, I, I think there are signs of it opening up, I guess. They say the ocean, right, is actually more unexplored than like than the, the depths, moon. the depths of the yeah. ocean, yeah. Something. Wait, not the moon. <laughs> <laughs> the immediate, like, you know, the well, I, I think that might be true, actually. We mapped the moon better than we mapped the bottom of the ocean or something, right? Something like that. Because yeah, there's a certain point you can't go further down. Yeah. 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 And then there's those trenches and uh, magma coming out of the ocean, bottom of the ocean. Pretty crazy. Well, the other thing I would say is that uh, <laughs> adventure today is not really f- physical. I think it's virtual more than anything. Mm. Um and it, tell me you know this phrase. It's dangerous to go out alone. Take this. Come on, uh, guys. That's from Zelda? Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, it's like uh, video games present like the the main release for like adventure yeah. uh, or uh, adventuresome affect or feelings, you uh, know, like at least the for desire a whole, to go out. At least for a whole generation, it, it is. Yeah. yeah. That's true. It's a genre of video games, adventure, right? Yeah. It's yeah. an actual genre. So well, I'm speaking of a safe adventure. That's pretty safe, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah. Whoops, the whole wagon train died of dysentery. Oh, well, restart. <laughs> the Rome question, Josh, I, I can't answer. I don't know how to answer that. It's an interesting question, though. Why, why do you ask that, though? Like, is it a continuation of Rome? Like, yeah, why? the why? Roman Empire. Um, Expanding its borders. Yeah. Moving into territories, considering the world its oyster, uh, and oh, basically cre- creating a structure that spread throughout the world, like creating uh, the system of uh, capitalism that basically uh, transformed all these civilizations and turned them into uh, 
you know, what Europe became. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like we kind of didn't do that with uh, the Native Americans. They didn't become like another part of Europe or something like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. Uh, anyways, we'll go deep. Uh, but uh, I, don't know, I don't think that necessarily Rome is the only group of people who tried to expand its borders that way. But it's just like the one that I think about as spreading civilization uh, really quickly. So it's a Dutch, Dutch East India Company too, right? Like, Tell anyways, me more about anyways, that. Anyways, no, 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 it's is that right. the spice trade or something? Yeah. It, well, among yeah. Yeah, and other things too. We colonized the sea. I think it's interesting to think of, you know, like the the frontier adventure as the moment also of civilization because civilization means means we're going to stop the adventure, right? Which is like what Huck and and uh, Tom are trying to do, right? It's like, do we become civilized? Like, no. Let's continue, mm-hmm. right? Let's let's keep going on our adventure oh. because that's the best thing, and like. So I, I, I find that kind of ironic, I guess, that, you know, like, let's spread civilization, but, you know, you get there, you're on this adventure, and maybe you don't really want to spread civilization, you know? Uh, you want to continue that adventure. What's, yeah, that, that's interesting. That is ironic. And it's also ironic with the way you put it to me right now, because I was thinking about what Efren was talking about on people moving, going into, like, urban areas for adventure. So it's like... The United America used to be about going outward to a frontier to have an adventure. But now another adventure that we have apparently is this cultural adventure where you might travel inward into a, into a civilization. Into an urban center yeah. or something like that. Into a subset. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. I was going to say something. It was Pallet Town. <laughs> Have you played Breath of the Wild, by the way? No. No? So that's, to me, that's like an adventure, like a real adventure game, right? Because it's a game where you can just go anywhere you want. You have, like, very little directions. But also, anything can kill you. You're, like, climbing a mountain, Mm -hmm. and you can run out of energy and just, like, fall to your death. And you're, like... And sometimes it just sort of happens accidentally, too. You're, like, climbing over a mountain, and then you fall over the cliff. (laughs) And then you die. So I feel like there's a lot of mechanics built into the game itself that allow you to have that kind of like adventure experience, a virtual adventure experience. Anyway. But I mean, even though you can go anywhere in the world, there's like little things happening everywhere, right? Right. There's not just like, it's not like real life where if I walked into the Mojave Desert, there would literally be nothing to do when I would die. Some, well, actually, Liz watches me play the game sometimes, and she's like, all you're doing is walking. <laughs> she gets frustrated. She's like, why would you play this? You're just walking. <laughs> so there is a lot of that, actually. And you can go into a desert area and, and die of heat exhaustion. Wow. That happens. Hmm. So unless you have the proper clothing or, like, items with you or whatever, but, you know. Sounds very satisfying. <laughs> oh, it is actually. I was going to say another thing, which is since we brought up Moby Dick, and I was thinking about Moby Dick as a quintessential adventure story. That's kind of interesting to me because um, in Moby Dick, 
<laughs> it's so much about like the trappings of the uh, the sea, the whaling experience, where it's not, it's almost like this boat. You take it out, and it is a civilization unto itself that just happens to be on water. And also, the whale trade is like very connected to civilization. You make money from this, and uh, there's like pra- common practices that everybody knows that they're gonna do, like when they have the whale heads floating off their boat or whatever. But then, and then it's kind of interesting that Captain Ahab or whatever had to go after the most uh, indestructible whale. Almost mm-hmm. like even the sea had become not an adventure at that point, and so he had to, you know, seek. Um, seek something dangerous or deadly. Death. The ultimate adventure. Hmm. Okay, so we agree that death is the ultimate adventure. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Okay, so we've been talking about adventures in video games. Adventures in... Okay, you were boring the audience. Let's talk about adventures in sex. And it's appropriate. It's appropriate because... It's more like your misadventures. I don't know about you. Maybe you have misadventures. But... No, no, no. Uh, Because you just mentioned, you know, death, the ultimate adventure. What in medieval or in the past, what was death known as? I'm sorry, not death. I'm sorry. An orgasm was known as the what? Little death. The little death. Little death. So maybe death is euphoric. Like Ah. every time you, you know... You terminate the the, the lovemaking, <laughs> or at least for on your end. And it's a little dangerous for a couple of reasons. So yeah, for several reasons. Yeah, you could get tied to a person mm-hmm. who, uh, for the rest of your life. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, th- that's up to you. I thought, yeah. it was, I thought it was dangerous because it might happen too quickly. <laughs> well, what do you mean? And then you catch on fire or something? <laughs> Line. No way. How do you do a drum roll? And scene. It's called a rim shot. <laughs> oh my god. That's the real name of it. <laughs> Josh is going to edit all this out anyway. But yeah. Am I though? I think so. I don't think you were. Uh, wait, wait, was there an inside joke? No, oh, it was just a bad joke, joke that you're, 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 you're too, like, you're, you're a real comedic, like, you have a real comedic sensibility <laughs> no, that no. You, it floated under your, <laughs> under your chin. <laughs> Not over your head, but I know, I know other things that happen under my chin. <laughs> okay okay starting from left to right what share your um favorite sexual adventure oh my <laughs> no names just don't have to be too specific okay we'll do this off the mic oh. and we'll come back with our uh, song of the day i'll tell you and then you'll just see the smile on our faces and you'll and our general glow Okay. I married my adventure. Yeah. Each week on Extreme Vocabulary, we like to end with a song that features the word or has something to do with the word. And uh, now it's a part of the show where we decide what song to do. Venture what? Venture Ventura Highway. Ventura Highway. Who does that song? Uh, America. America? Yeah. <laughs> How does it go? Ventura Highway. 
into the summer sun or something like that. You know, what, America the band, yes. maybe not ironically, mm-hmm. <laughs> they all their songs are like about adventures, huh? Not, I don't know about all. The vast majority, I'm sure. But yeah. desert with a horse with no name, yeah. Horse with no name. Uh, that's an adventure. I wouldn't call Sister Golden Hair. Well, maybe it could be an adventure. <laughs> yeah. Sister Golden Hair. <laughs> yeah, well, we heard from you over the break that that was part of it. Right? Well, it wasn't with Sister Golden Hair, though. Oh, okay. That was just that, that was, Golden Hair involved. That was another time, okay, actually. Right. Yeah. Uh, Efren, what's your favorite adventure song? Um, I don't know if it's my favorite, but the most famous one is, uh, what's it called? By, uh, the Dark Desert Highway. Uh, oh, uh, oh, the Eagles? Hotel California. Yeah, yeah, right? Isn't that an adventure? Hotel California has a pretty big adventure. Yeah. And it narrates, too, right? It's a narrative type of song. Yeah. You're not going to get the whole song, though. <laughs> yeah, of course not. <laughs> um, I, I can't stop thinking of this, uh... Stephen Curtis Chapman's song. He's a Christian artist. And he's a song called The Great Adventure. Hmm. And he talks about um, the Christian life as an adventure. This uh, is a great adventure. How is, like, what? I don't know why. What makes. There's a part where he's saying we'll travel far. Maybe there's, like, a mission, oh. a mission involved in that. Oh. But I think, oh, maybe there's also this idea that, like, everyone's going to try to get you. You know what I mean? Huh. Or everyone, there's going to be so many temptations. You're going to have all these opportunities to uh, show your courage and your faith uh, in, in these moments of adversity, something like that. So encouraging martyrdom, right? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Could be. I think the typical motif is to think of your Christian life as a pilgrimage. Right. But it's interesting to hear him make it into an adventure instead. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Not a pilgrimage. Yeah, because who cares about past and tradition and you know, precedent? <laughs> you. Not you, obviously. <laughs> well, pilgrimage can be an adventure, right? Or yeah. Oh, yeah. Not just, not so just progress, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, Canterbury Tales. Yeah, another adventure into people's lives instead of, you know, well, they're on like a journey, but mm-hmm. sort of like they're actually learning about each other. I think it was Faulkner. He said that uh, the only thing worth writing about is the human heart in conflict with itself. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a boring book. <laughs> it's a quote from Faulkner. Okay, got it. I do not have a music suggestion. Okay. But, yeah. Oh, what about The Super Unknown? By one of your favorite bands. Oh, don't remind me. I have to be sad all over again. It is sad. <laughs> I, I know, a, well, it's not a song, but it's an album with the title with the word adventure in it. It's R.E.M.'s um, New Adventures in Hi-Fi. Mm-hmm. One of their more underrated, um, off beat or whatever you call it, I want to call it like you know, not not typical their usual but then that's REM not being the typical mm-hmm. band so I love that album and uh, their first song was How the West Was Won Where It Got Us you know a little adventure kind of tale to it oh okay alright yeah. in that case I'll recommend I Am The Highway by uh, 
your favorite band, your favorite Chris Cornell band. <laughs> what are they? Audio Slave. Audio Slave. That's my second that. favorite Chris Cornell band. For, really? for a second, I thought. I you thought you didn't like them. That's why. Well, I, he only I, has two bands. <laughs> no, so I mean, my favorite is the first worst. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that that one song, I don't even know who sings it. Life is a highway. I was like, really? But then I was like, holy Cornell. No, it's oh, the like Cornell one. No, that song is. Yeah. But, that's like a, a poor version of Sheryl Crow trying to sing. Is that a country song? Yeah, I don't even know. It's like poppy, contemporary, adult, con country, alt, whatever you want to label it. Gordon Lightfoot. No, actually, no, not really. Okay. All right. So what are we gonna do? Uh oh. How about we listen to the songs and then decide? No, we have no, to choose oh, on the. I would vote for the America. So okay. that I don't. Yeah. Have two votes for America. I'm gonna go venture, venture whatever. Ventura Highway. Ventura Highway too. Yeah. Is it really that hard? <laughs> My vote doesn't doesn't matter because no, I'm already outnumbered. But, but don't you want to on the record? That's, that's why I remember that. Don't you want it on the record that it was unanimous? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's unanimous. Okay, it's unanimous. Ventura Highway. Bye. That's what you call America. coercion and consensus. Thank you <laughs> for listening to Extreme Vocabulary this week. Collusion. Our theme music is by Tokuhiko Uwabo and um, Eriko Imura. You can find us on Facebook at Extreme Vocabulary. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Extreme Vocab and uh, Instagram too, right? Extreme Vocab. Um, please rate us on iTunes. Do it. We'll see you next time with another word. Happy adventuring. I was Josh. I'm Abraham. Aaron. Efren. Bye-bye. Where the days are longer, the nights are stronger than Shine.